Welcome back to the Live Revised Podcast. I am so excited to have you here for this episode. This is a really fun episode with one of my dearest, closest friends, Heather Lytle, who is going to share a little bit with us about her journey, her transition from one aspect of life to a whole new aspect of life, from everything that's happening professionally as well as personally and spiritually. It's a fun episode, and I think you'll be really inspired by her story. Here we go. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Heather, on the Live Revised podcast. It's always really fun when I get to have not just anybody, but a great friend and someone I love so much to be on the podcast. So it is my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about you unofficially kind of pull out the skeletons, tell us all the goods. Oh, all the goods. Okay. So all the goods. I, my official bio, I actually put this in my official bio is I am a confirmed homebody an introvert, and when I'm not writing or correcting the grammar on graffiti, um, I enjoy going to baseball games with my husband. Awesome. See, this, so, is, why, yeah. this is why we're such great friends, because <laughs> I kind of in the same way about yeah. just like needing to be home and only putting my toe in the social water when I need to and then pulling it back. Yeah, I had to like reinforce my people bubble, like because I've been doing a lot of peopling, and so I, that really needed to be reinforced. Yes. Actually, I heard somebody use the terminology um, ambivert, ambivert, something like that. And she described it as, um, I can be extroverted when I need to be and move people, but I need to pull away and recharge by myself. Really? I I know. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Because that's totally me. Like, I can definitely Mm -hmm. be people driven when I need to be, but there comes a time where I definitely need to go in my corner and just rock slowly, sing a song to myself. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like, uh, you know, just go home, talk to the cats, watch some Netflix, and just yes. chill out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hear you on that one. Okay, so one of the reasons why I thought it would be so great to have you on the podcast was um, really it's been about a year actually since we've met and been friends. Um, that seems weird because it's almost also feels like a lifetime that we've been. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it has been a year. I know, but it seems way longer than that. Yeah. Uh, in a good way. In a good way, it seems longer than that. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. But um, I feel like uh, the time that we met, like there's been so much that has evolved and changed and like kind of unfurled for you a little bit. And so take us back about a year ago and tell us like kind of where were you at and how did you transition into now an entrepreneur, a business owner? forcing yourself out of your people bubble even more so, um, taking on a new faith challenge. Like you've just really pushed hard into all the uncomfortable places for yourself. So where were you about a year ago from now? And like, what, what changed to kind of bring you to where you're at now? Okay. Well, cool. So about a year ago, I was working my corporate job And, um, you know, for a long time, that job had been a really good job. And then just kind of had some management changes and really um, it went from being like this great job to being 
not for me. Um, and it just kind of felt like something was off and I couldn't quite figure it out. So in order to kind of fulfill that drive that I was having, I had set up this, what I call the side hustle, which is Slido Communications um, and working with organizations to help them set right policies and procedures. Well, and when I say I opened the business, I mean, I just bought business cards and waited for people to show up. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, they're not just going to find me? Um, so, you, mean you didn't like walk through town and like drop your business cards, like little breadcrumbs, <laughs> like all throughout the city? <laughs> Yes, I just thought, like, very much Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come, right? <laughs> um, so, um, it took me a while to realize, I was like, hey, yeah, there's, there's something that's got to kind of change with that. But, um, you know, so I was like, oh, I would that had been going on for a couple months, and I thought, man, you know what, this is terrible. I'm never going to I'm never gonna get any clients. Nobody's gonna hire me. I'm gonna be stuck at this job that is not a good fit anymore forever. And um, just thinking that like there wasn't anything out there for me. So what started happening, and this was a little, um, this, I think this is a little strange, but is also I know the God at work. Um, I started really meeting some really cool women of faith and not just like the church lady from SNL like is it, you know everybody you're all gonna go to hell right um just some really cool you know people like me who just you know maybe said bad words once in a while um you know and just we're really just real imperfect and beautifully real and I thought man that's that's something um so I really started started opening my eyes to the fact that, you know, faith doesn't make you perfect and that's okay. And back to, you know, having the business and really just thinking, this is stupid, nobody's gonna hire me. And I was having a meltdown one day, one day and I was like, I'm just gonna quit. I'm just gonna quit. And there's nothing more I can do. I checked my email and there was an email from a mutual connection that said, hey, I know somebody who needs your service desperately. Let's connect. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I thought, wow, I like that somebody had a hand in this. Yeah. I was, you know, it was just like, are you there, God? I mean, really, I kind of felt like, you know, that was just, it was amazing. And then ended up going, you know, like maybe a couple days later, I was very excited about that, ended up going to a networking event, which I had no idea was faith-based. Really didn't know. I was like, oh, it's a networking event. I'll go. And there was a local celebrity talking about how he had had a job that he loved. Some changes went through and it all of a sudden became the job that he hated mm. and going through that dark time. And I thought, oh, that's me. That, that's what I'm living through and how he got through it with the guidance from the Lord. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe this is happening. Because again, it's like he just, you know, mm. it just keeps happening. And, and those little signs like pop up everywhere you go, everywhere you look. And I'm like, this is weird. And so um, I had a friend of mine, is still a friend, um, who was a pastor. And so we were talking about this and she goes, you know, it's a, 
okay that you know you've had bad church experiences because um, the church is people and people are broken, but um, it's okay to accept that and just kind of grow and move forward. And, um, you know, it took some while and, and getting into the word and just learning more about God and, and Jesus and, um, you know, having some discussions with my family about, you know, I really think something is happening here and this is what I've been called to do. Um, was really amazing. And um, in fact, my friend who's the pastor asked me who, how my relationship was with God. And I said, well, you know, I know he's there. And my mom likes this as well. You send me postcards once in a while, <laughs> rather than just being an active pen pal. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so we moved from postcards to having daily conversations. Uh -huh. um, and really, it just, it just made a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's so great. I think a lot of people can resonate with the concept of or just sending postcards or mm -hmm. also feeling like, um, all of a sudden things are starting to look different or feel different or come about in a way that makes us like stand up and pay attention. And we're kind of asking the question, like, what's going on? Who is doing this? What am I supposed to be learning from this? Um, how do you feel like you were able to make the connection so easy or like recognize that there was a faith connection? Cause you know, a lot of us live with like work and career and one section of our life and faith is either not there at all, or it's in a totally disconnected compartment. And so how did you start to maybe like see those intertwine and it mm. something you knew was a faith thing? Well, um, so that's a really good question because when you don't have faith in anything and faith starts happening, then you're kind of like, oh, hey, look at that. That's, that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's new and fancy. Um, but also I think to myself, there was just no other way that it could be anything but God. I mean, you know, again, I met a female pastor that I met at a networking event that had to have anything to do with that. Um, you know, I meet these fabulous women of faith who I'm not going out searching for, mm -hmm. but who just, I just click with and I'm just drawn to. I have a meltdown and I'm about to give up my business and then I get an email. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of those things like, you know, you could call it luck, but I really felt like, you know, nobody's that lucky. You know, nobody's that lucky. And if it was luck, then I would just go buy a lottery ticket and be done with it. Sure. And I was like, it had to be, it had to be fate. It, yeah. it had to be fate. It had to be a higher power. And whether a higher power is there, I mean, you know, except for God. Yeah. I think the difference between being lucky and it being like divinely blessed or divinely inspired is that luck, it could fit anybody the shoe could fit anybody. Faith, it's tailored specifically for you, you know, for where you were and where you were at and what you needed in that moment. Like it was perfect for you. I could have bumped into the same pastor and it wouldn't have meant anything to me because I wasn't right. sort of subconsciously looking for answers or looking for something. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the difference. Like faith is really specific to us and to our needs and to, and sometimes needs we don't even know right? Exactly. Anybody I, yeah, can get a lottery ticket and win. Like that's for anybody, right. right? Right. But the thing I think that's kind of cool for you is that, so you have this moment, we start to kind of creep out of the box or crawl off from under the bush and start like pushing yourselves out yeah. into like meeting new people and doing things that were totally not 
maybe like in your comfort zone Mm-hmm. and embracing this new faith and to me what's so cool about that is it's a lot of new things all at once which normally people are like I'll take a little bit of that new thing and then I'll wait till that's not new some more and then I'll do another little new thing but you're just like bring on all the new things bring on all the new things I'm ready for change and a change in a big way which it really was like falling into a ball pit of new things. It yes. was like going to Chuck E. Cheese and you're just in the ball pit and it's just like, wow, this is a lot of new stuff. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. I mean, that's such a great way to describe it because when you see people in the ball pit or kids, especially in the ball pit, you don't know if they're drowning or having fun. And that's, <laughs> <all I guess. laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. And then you think about is the all germ, this newness, germ. Is all this newness is fun? And growth, or am I really drowning here? I can't decide. <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so tell me, like the rest of your like circle of influence, like people who know you, weren't mm-hmm. all going on the same journey. So how did they react to like this person that wasn't who they're used to seeing? Like this is a new Heather. <laughs> it was it was surprising, but thankfully, you know, I have a pretty good support system who I could probably tell them with just my personality, I think we're going to live on the moon and I got to plan on how that's going to work. And they would be like, all right, let's go. You got a plan. Heather's got a plan because Heather always has a plan. That's the thing. Um, so it was a little bit, it, it was a little bit scary for me to come out. I don't want to say come out because that's not the right word, but to just say, look, this is what's been happening to me. This is what I'm getting into. And it's really, it's really calling to me. And, um, you know, I know you're going to be shocked and scandalized or whatever. Um, but they, they were, and they were like, well, um, you know, you seem to attract these people, these, uh, faith bearing people. So yeah, of course it makes sense. Um, it's just a vibe you're putting out there, but um, whatever you want to do, will support you. And um, we know that while you will change, there's just something that's uh, inherent in your heatherness, um, which comes across and for whatever reason, everything that I do somehow has the heather stamp on it. Um, and they just were, were fine with it. And will listen to my stories and just talk. And while they're not ready for their journeys yet, um, I'm here if they want to. Yeah. I think you said something really profound in the idea of this is in your inherent heatherness, because while we say like, this has been some new things for you, mm-hmm. it has been newly uncovered, but hasn't it just really always been there? right? You know, this, this, I'm going to make a plan and do something that's new or different. I'm going to put myself out to build a business. I'm going to step out and do marketing and technology and like talk about things that I've never had to do before. Um, But really like the guts of it is always you and it's always Mm -hmm. been there. It's just now we're seeing it in a different light or now it's coming to the surface. Yeah. And it's, it's really like a different direction. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about being authentic in business. And I was having this discussion with a friend of mine and I said, apparently um, I'm always authentic. And like people usually dial themselves back. And I think to myself, maybe I have the opposite problem. Maybe I'm just too, too Heather. Um, 
I don't really know because I, I don't know how to tamper it down. So that's what you get. It's what you get. So, and it's just, you know, it's like at church, you know, they, I didn't say I got in trouble, but it's funny because they know me by my laugh because somebody will say something that I find to be funny, not like, you know, serious stuff, but just like to make a quip or whatever. And I'll laugh and they can, they can hear me anywhere in the sanctuary. That's a great way to be identified. Though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I love it. So uh, can you tell us about this really cool opportunity you had to write um, your story or a sermon and kind of what happened with that? Because this, I think, is such a great manifestation of Ooh. this whole like year journey that you've been on on just trying to like discover what faith means to you and being authentic in that and that's what I love about this so what was that all about and you know how did you tackle that because that was way out of your comfort zone and kind <laughs> of what came about of it <laughs> really really out of my comfort zone so um my friend who's the pastor sent me this email and said, hey, you're a writer, you should enter this contest. And it was um, a contest that was open to the laity of my denomination to write about falling in love with God and staying in love with God. Um, so, you know, it was in the middle of the pandemic. I don't really have anything else going on. So I thought, man, I think we could do this. And one night I started, like I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep. So I started writing and I started thinking and writing about when I was a teenager and how pretty much I was like a rotten teenager. Um, but writing about how I was, you know, really rebellious and, and angry and the tears were just flowing as mm -hmm. I'm just writing this. And so I sent it to her and she goes, okay, well, this is a really good start, but make sure you add these kind of principles in. And so we went back and forth a couple of times. And at the end, I mean, I had this, this um, speech for lack of a better term, um, and I submitted it for the contest and kind of forgot about it. And, and the thing was, this is so unlike me, but I entered the contest and didn't know what I got if I won. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'll just, you know, maybe I'll get a puppy or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, they, um, you know, the deadline came and it was on a Friday and I didn't take anything about it. And so I checked my emails on Saturday morning and I found out I had won. And I couldn't believe it. I was just amazed. And so um, the prize was I was going to have to give the um, speech at the conference, which thinking back to it, it's like, well, wait a minute, that's the prize? Now <laughs> I have to like torture for most people. Yeah, yeah I got to go talk in front of all these people. Um, but because of, you know, the environment that we live in, today you know 2020 being all virtual i was able to um just video it and when i contacted the senior pastor at my church and said hey you know can i record this at the church you know and she was like yeah 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 so i recorded it and they played it um and i got a couple really really nice emails people complimenting me on sharing the story um you know going from you know, feeling so rotten and just being mad all the time to thinking about how God still loves you, even when you're rotten, right? And even if you're angry and, you know, that's just coming past that and how, how to stay in love with, with God. 
Um, so that was what came out of it. I'm still pending um, that I might be giving it at the one of the services at our church now that we're back to some in-person services. So nice. um, that'll be fun. But yeah, yeah, it was a big challenge and man, I can't believe I did it. I think it's awesome that you did it because I think it really is a testimony to your transformation, the growth you've been having. And I also think that it says something about how important that relationship is to you for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone to share it. Like it, it, this growth, this journey has meant so much that it just is, it comes from a place of passion, not out of perfection or this is in my skill. It just comes from your, your heart and your passion. So in that, you said that there was kind of this revelation of like, this is how you still stay connected to God and, and deal with emotions that are human emotions, you know, that he obviously gave us, but like, sometimes that can really shade and impede our relationship, you know, when we don't handle that mm-hmm. rightly. So what were some of kind of your like tips and takeaways of like how we can continue to foster and cultivate that relationship and, and make that be deeper and better? Ooh, that's a good one. So you know, one of the things were, um, the one of the principles was do no harm, okay? And you think about what do no harm means, you know, that doesn't mean don't punch people in the face, which obviously don't punch people in the face, but also, you know, don't be cruel to people, you know, think about their needs, you know, and sometimes people are going to react poorly to you, and that's okay. Um, but going out there with it and having a loving spirit and just giving what you can to the world because it will come back to you. Um, another one is, you know, do good, help people. Um, you know, not because you have to, and not because you think that they deserve it, but help them because it's the right thing to do. And it's what, you know, God wants us to do is to, to help other people and look out for them. Um, so that was one of the takeaways. And then the other thing is, you know, stay in love with God. And we really do that by just reading the word and um, learning. And of course, you know, I learn, I have learned a lot about the Bible and I have a lot more to learn. Um, And maybe just thinking about how, what the suffering that Jesus went through. I mean, when I read the crucifixion um, story, it (laughs) makes it's just like somebody kicked me in the stomach. It really is just like, oh, he chose to go through that. Like, who would choose to go through that? Yeah. You know, and he did to save us. And that's, and that's where it's at. You think about that is undying love. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool to see you grow in your faith. And it's really awesome to hear you talk about the things that you're learning or the things that hit home with you because for like someone like myself who's been in it since like I was three you know not that those things still aren't important or they still don't like touch my heart but they kind of become like second nature or like old hat because you're just used to hearing these same stories over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and um it's so for us who have been long-term faith people, I feel like the challenge always is how do we keep that fresh? Um, And for me, it's always like really trying to get into the head and the shoes of the person I'm reading about. And like really thinking like if I was standing there on this road and 
God's light shined on me and I fell off my donkey and was struck blind, how would I feel? Like, you know, really thinking like, how would I respond? Would I be so quick to feel this way or respond this way? Um, because those were real people. It's not just some characters in a book. I mean, those were real people. Exactly. And that is really, and they're flawed. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that you don't realize until you really start getting into it, how flawed they were. And in fact, I had said to one of the pastors at my church, because we're talking about the book of Acts, and I said that we really need to, because Paul has been arrested so many times, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, you know those celebrity mugshot books? <laughs> Like, I feel like, oh, we should have one of those for Paul. Like, I know this wasn't really a thing, but I just, like, I think in my head, like, how many times did he dude, go to jail? Right. Um, and then it's just like, so we need one of those celebrity mugshot books. It's so true. Um, you know, Paul's one of my, he's probably, like, my all-time favorite um, person in the Bible, and he's always been that for me. And then after having gone to prison myself, I'm like, yeah, I get it now, Paul. I get it. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I read Acts, I thought, man, this book is, it's like a drama. I mean, yeah. you know, the sh there's a shipwreck, there's angry mobs of people, there's going to jail, getting beat up, going yeah. to jail, getting beat yeah. up. I mean. The Bible's yeah. violent. So what would you say to someone who is kind of like, maybe they're really disconnected from faith. They haven't been you know, in it, or maybe they haven't ever been exposed to it, mm. but they're kind of feeling like maybe those are waters they want to like step back into. How would you advise them to like get back involved and embrace like that learning? Because it can be really intimidating to walk into a church for the first time that you've never mm -hmm. been to, or to like pick up the Bible and try to start reading it because it can be confusing, or maybe you don't understand the way it's structured. And that's all valid reasons for someone to be like, yep, nope, this is not what I like I can't do this how would you talk them off that ledge or like advise them to how to really step in and embrace that oh that's a good one so a couple things that I would say is one for maybe somebody who's been burned by a church because mm -hmm. I've been burned by churches um just know you know it goes back to churches are made from people and people are broken um so keep looking for there will be a good fit um, for somebody who is unsure about their faith, I would really think about, and I would have them think about times in their lives where they got lucky, we'll say, you know, something happened, I was like, oh man, that was lucky, opportunities, or something that was just basically what they were thinking about, it just came right to them, um, you know, that wasn't luck, and that wasn't you that did that, that had to be somebody else they're looking out for you. So I would really have them just think about that and just know that, you know, no matter what you've done and who you are, um, you're still loved. And, and just thinking about that, there is somebody who loves you unendingly and without expectation. I mean, we, as human beings, we have a lot of expectations for the people that we love. Let, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so you just think about that, that love comes without expectation. That's, that's something. And it's just like, I want to get some of that. I mean, and it's, it's not a pie. There's nobody's going to run out of the slices, but really just come in and just think about that. That can happen. That can happen for you because trust me, if it can happen for me, horribly flawed, <laughs> 
and um, it can happen for anybody. Yeah. I was thinking about our conversation and thinking um, that you didn't just take a leap of faith. You know, we use that phrase a lot. You took a leap to faith because Mm -hmm. it was like, you could have jumped a lot of different directions in all the things that you were starting to kind of see and encounter, but you took the leap to faith and like, Hey, I'm going to see what this is about. I'm going to kind of try this on for size and really see if I get a confirmation, like this is the thing, this is, this Mm -hmm. is the, the filler here. Um, and I love that because I think that's really what God is saying to all of us is like, just try it out. Try, try me. Test mm-hmm. me to see if this is really real for you. Test it to see if this is something you don't get a testimony about or a message or a revelation about. And then you gain your own belief, like stake in the ground that, yep, this is exactly what I wanted, or this is exactly what I was looking for. Because you just didn't let somebody sell you a bill of goods. You searched it, you tested mm-hmm. it, and then can stand there and be like, I know this is what worked for me, or I know this is what you know, meant something to me, you try it and see for you. And I think that's what we all are tasked to do, you know, to see if it really fits for us. Um, I love it. I love it. It's just been so inspiring to hear your story and see it kind of happen. Because like I said, it's, it's one thing to be like, you know, a church life longer. And it's another thing to see someone kind of come with fresh eyes and fresh perspective and, and sort of relive all of that, you know, with, right. with you yeah. as you discover it for the first time. Yeah, I like to raise my hand um, and be like, yeah, hello, I'm new. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, I'm new to my first day to the Bible. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. I remember going to um, this, it was a Saturday night like church service, but it wasn't set up like any kind of church service I'd ever known. Um, it was kind of like someone always shared their testimony mm-hmm. or their story. And then um, they would read some scripture. It wasn't like a structured church, but I always thought it was really cool because the guy who always, the pastor who would always like lead the scripture reading and teach from that never assumed that anyone in the building knew how to decipher the Bible. And so he would say, this book is located here between these books and these books and the chapters, the big number at the top that says three and the verses are little numbers below and just find out where that is. And that's where we're going to start. And I love that because I was like, That's so cool because we really take for granted that everyone knows how to pick up a Bible and read it. And that's just not always everyone's situation, but it should be something that everyone feels comfortable raising their hand and saying, I'm new here. Can someone help me um, figure this out? And um, as those of us who've been longtime members, you know, we should be so willing to be like, absolutely. Let me bring you in, you know, and let me show you how this works, or let me give you some instruction, or let me offer this um, feedback to you. Has there been any specific, like, resources or tips that have really helped you, maybe a study or follow or kind of apply? Ooh, that's a really good one. So I started off reading The Case for Christ, Mm. and that was, like, sticking my foot in, and I was like, holy crap, this is real! Um, so that was a really, that's a really, really good book because there's a lot of investigating and there's a lot of proof of the, the life of Jesus. And, and the, someone the with your analytic mind would yeah. have loved that for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. It was, it was amazing. So yeah. that was really good. And then 
um, I got a message Bible, which is written in language. I call it my training wheel Bible. (laughs) 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 Because it's got, you know, it's kind of like a normal language. Like, I don't know what there was something that said. And I was like, yeah, um, this didn't even exist in the Bible, but I see what you're trying to get apart. I mean, there was like, like real normal slang so um but no it's you know and I read that and it's really been helpful and then doing group bible studies um which explain you know in my mind I'm I tell people I'm a frustrated historian so I really want to know how things happened and what was going on in the world at that time Mm. yeah I love to study that too that's probably why we like like studying together because we're looking for the same answers Yeah. yeah To the same questions it helps me like understand that it was a real thing and not just mm-hmm. a story i'm reading like there's a real either there's real archaeological proof that this existed or that this happened or it like makes more sense as to why these people responded because this is their world and this is what was happening um and a lot of times it doesn't look like what our world is in 2020 <laughs> you know so bridging that cultural gap right is what helps right. us understand that more Awesome. Um, Okay. So uh, when we wrap up, I like to do some like oddball off the wall sort of rapid fire questions, which yeah, I totally do. Oddball is my middle name. Yes. I didn't prepare you, but I know oddball is what you're going (laughs) to, you're going to be a-okay with. So uh, what is your latest Netflix binge right now? The Umbrella Academy. Oh, tell about us about that. It is. So it's my husband and I, um, we like to watch it. He's a big comic book guy. And it's these seven kids who were adopted by an eccentric millionaire and they all have powers. Um, And the millionaire dies and then there's some sort of apocalyptic type event and the kids are trying to stop it. They're not kids anymore. They're, They're grown adults. I think that is it's pretty cool. I didn't even want to watch it. Um, and then we watched it and, and I was just like, can we watch another one? So, huh. and it's based on a comic, um, okay. apparently. So I call it the umbrella company cause I like to make up names for things. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, that's like piques my interest a little bit. So it should, it's really good. That's interesting. We're, we're getting, we're making plans to go see the new, um, it's not the X-Men movie, but it's the, the mutant, mutant movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. we're kind of nerdy yeah, like Chris that wants too. to see that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the book you're reading right now? Oh, I have two. Okay. Um, because I have an e-reader, so I have nighttime reading, and then I have daytime reading that I read on the porch in the morning with the cats. The cats <laughs> don't read, just I read. <laughs> In your world, in your world, though, do the cats read? That's the question. No, not even in my world. They they're watching the squirrels and the bunnies and stuff. They talk in in my world, but they they don't read. Um, so that might require some additional explanation. <laughs> we're just we're just leave it out there. We'll just leave it out there, and everyone can make their own conclusion. <laughs> so, um, my nighttime book is called Moment of Lift, and it's by Melinda Gate. Melinda Gates, the wife of Bill Gates, um, talking about empowering women, um, giving them resources, especially women living on the fringes, like in third world countries and things like that. So um, there's talking about safe birthing practices and, and things like that, education and different things that if, and it's a, it's a known fact that if you educate women, 
you're educating the village. If you mm. educate a man, then he's just going to leave and go make the money. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good book because there's a lot of things that she has done to really kind of push forward the empowerment of women. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And then my, that's my nighttime book. And then my morning book is a historical fiction book. And I'll tell you what it's about before I tell you the name of it, because the name sounds terrible. Um, about the wife of Benedict Arnold, who was the one that kind of coerced him or inspired him to turn against the Americans. Okay. And be the traitor. And it's called The Traitor's Wife. Nice. Which sounds like a little bit like there should be some you know, bustles, right. ripping, bodice ripping. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sounds really interesting. You know, we have talked about before, like the influence of women, either good mm-hmm. or bad. Right. And I like to say like you get as a woman, you set the temperature in your household. You either make it chilly or it's nice and cozy or it's hot. Like you get to right. set the temperature with your attitude. And so I think in both of those books, like you see the importance of a woman's influence, good or bad. Yeah, that's or really bad. true. That's really true. Okay, what's your favorite rock out jam? Like when you need to like roll the windows down and like crank the tunes? Oof, I have a lot. Um, a lot of things by Jimmy Buffett. Not everything by Jimmy Buffett, but really? a lot of things by Jimmy Buffett. I know, it's, it's very surprising. I, I know I don't see you as a parrot head. Yeah, well, I don't like crowds either, so I would never go see them in concert. Um, but like, I like... Um, CCR is a big one. Oh yeah. You know, anything CCR, anything kind of in that genre and era um, is a rock out. And I like, um, I just, I actually had to answer this question for something else. Um, but those kinds of things like, oh, and The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. What? <laughs> which, yeah, which is on my station for Pandora. And I will stop and sing along every single time and thankfully i sit alone in my office and nobody else can hear me sing um because there could be oratory damage done to those around me wow i just learned so much about you in that 30 second (laughs) answer interesting okay well you know we call this the live revised podcast because it's all aimed at helping people really change their lives to be bold Mm -hmm. and brave to step out and do something different or to just make it a little better today than it was yesterday so what would be your last parting advice to someone who's like maybe looking at a change in their life or you know maybe feeling a little fearful or somewhat intimidated by wanting to step out and make the leap to faith or make a change or do something bold and outside the box like you have? Ooh. Well, to be honest, for you know a lot of years, I didn't do any changes and I like any changes and I didn't want to change anything about my life until I did. Um, but I would say really focus on what you want and what's going to be the best for you and find a way to do it. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to jump off the cliff right away. You can have a plan, but I also like to tell people there's seven days in the week and someday is not one of them. Mm, So come up with a concrete plan of how it really looks um, and find somebody that you trust to kind of talk through it. Um, Because what you'll find is it's probably not as crazy or scary as you think. 
so good. I love it. That is like, that beats my heart. Like it makes it like, that just like goes. Yes. Because that's the thing. I feel like everyone feels like it has to be such a drastic change to see the results in their life, but really incremental, you know, changes and shifts and mindsets here and, you know, actions taken here, those all add up over time to really create the life that we really want. And Mm -hmm. I like to always remember that in the tortoise and the hare race, the tortoise always wins. It doesn't matter what kind of shoes he puts on. It doesn't matter what app he has. It doesn't matter like what decade it is, who's in the presidency. It doesn't matter. He always wins the race. And it's because he takes those daily intentional steps forward as little as they may be, as slow as it may seem to everybody else, but he always wins the race. And now I'm picturing a tortoise in running shoes. (laughs) That's a great visual. Well, there you go. There's your visual aid for the next time you need to like make some change or make some progress. So. Tortoise and some tennis shoes. Well, thank you for hanging out with us today and for making me laugh as always. It just, there's never an, an end of laughter when we're hanging out. I know it's always going to be fun and funny and nerdy all together. And we love awesome. it that way. That's just yeah. who we are. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I told you that would be a fun episode. She is a hoot. And I just love the authentic message that she offers us all that we can we can change, we can evolve. And while there may be some fear and uncertainty in all that is standing before us, if we push through that, there are great rewards for us on the other side. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it. If you would share this episode with a friend, you can simply take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it on your social media, or you can just tell your girlfriends, tell your coworkers, tell your family to find the Live Revise podcast on all of their favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, friends, make the most of every day you're given. We have the opportunity to live with intention, to live with purpose, and to live with passion. And that is truly the best way to live revised.